What up, y'all? Facebook friends, family, internet fanatics. How's everybody doing? Fanatics it's Pat are the Hilton. Best. Fanatics are the best, man. Pat Hilton and Ty Lasseter. We are here with another Cash Cast. Hey, hey guys. How's it going this week? Ready to get going? We've got some awesome content. About to bring it to you. Cast coming in fast. Relative info on investments that will smash. Miss out on this, you'll be coming in last. Acoustic force bringing the intro blast. Hey, this is Vanilla Ice, and I'm chilling with my man Ty Lassiter. And I want to tell you one command: stop, collaborate, and listen. Key City Capital is about to throw down. So get it how you live it, and always remember: cash, cast, baby. <laughs> Bet. I have had a number of sellers that have told us that we got the deal because we touched their their property, we touched them, we had marketing to them, we were in front of them more often than our competition was. Oh yeah, we're rocking and rolling, we're moving and grooving. So uh, what's going on, brother? You oh, had a man. busy week last week. Crazy week last week, but... I got so much um, feedback from a lot of the people that I was seeing that so many people get content doing what's easy for them and aren't willing to just throw the box away, get outside the box, and take action. So, I mean, that kind of led me to what, what I want to talk about this week, and doing your best isn't good enough. Sometimes you have to do whatever it takes. Obviously, inside um, ethical, um, st we stay within ethics and, right. and legal, but sometimes, you know, just because you're best at the end of the day, you're you're tired and you're worn out and your best says, okay, I'm going to get up in the morning at six. That may not be good enough. Like you may need to be up at 445, getting your workout done, getting ready for the day and, and building on what your top 10 priorities are going to be for the day and getting those knocked out. Because, you know, last week I went from, uh, let's see, I was in five different cities in five days and our airplane at three of those landed after midnight, was not in the hotel until after 2 a.m., and up again the next morning by 6 a.m., four hours of sleep each night. JT ain't playing. But no, he's not. And then he's off to, he's in the Middle East this week. Same thing. Like, sometimes in order to grow your business, you have to do whatever it takes. Yep. And and so many people I've found just aren't willing to do that. And they want they want the success, but they're not willing to do that. Well, and that goes back to what we're talking about with the with the online stuff. And I made a little post about that the other day is that anybody can look a certain way online. Yeah. I could start posting online about the hundreds of thousands of dollars that I've made doing this and that with these people. But anyone who knows me knows that's that's not true. I got a lot of work to do in a lot of different departments. I've got a lot of talent with creating content, but like we were just talking this morning, that's not good enough. We want eyes on that content. Right. We want that content being shared out to the world. Yeah, great. We've got the content now. Now what do we do? To what do we do it? next? We're trying to get better and better and better. We start a little bit late today. It's, it's about 11. That's another thing we're working on we want to get the schedule down what works for everybody 10 30 every week we always are evaluating what we're doing right and we focus on making that better better faster more efficient exactly one percent one percent one percent absolutely yeah, we talk about that all the time and you know i mean at the end of the day you don't have to be extraordinary to be successful you have to be willing to do the extraordinary though so successful people they may not be out of the ordinary people you know successful people are ordinary everyday people 
They've just been willing to do what other people's aren't willing to do right. in order to achieve things that other people won't, won't achieve. And we see the Conor McGregor quote all the time. Um, I, I didn't get here because of talent. I got here because of hard work. That's exactly right. And, it, and then there's always, you know, the people with no uh, no profile picture that get on his Facebook <laughs> yes, post and, and say, troll. oh, you got lucky. You, you caught right. him with a lucky punch. It's like, no, I mean, there were six punches, actually, yeah. that, that actually <laughs> that ended connected. up winning that yeah. fight, number one. But there's no luck involved with this stuff. No, it's The guys that are getting it big, it's on purpose. And you were talking about that with the GPS system. My buddy Adam was, was on your post yesterday. He wants to know... Where it's going to go. Yeah. I need to know the steps. Where am I turning left? Where am I turning right? Yeah. How long do I need to go straight? Yeah. Because that's how you're going to get it. That's how we're going to get it with this with this digital marketing. We got our process now. How are we going to tweak it to get it better and better and better and better and better? You brought up a good point. It's going to take me way off of where we were planning to go today with this. Of but, course, I always but, do that. Right? That, I mean, that's a good thing. <laughs> Co-host, right? I mean, it brings in content. But yeah, I mean, when you're on purpose, you've got... With, with the GPS, I have a GPS in our real estate. I have a GPS in our business. No matter what it is that we do, I build the GPS. And then it just turns out that I build a really good GPS. It's very successful, so I sell it to others. But at the end of the day, you've got to know where you're going. You've got to have a target. No matter what you're doing, whether you're traveling, whether you've got a business, um, you're shooting a gun, you're shooting a bow, whatever it is, you've got a target, right? Yep. So you've got a target and you've got a starting point. But then there's a trajectory that you've got to go on that's the most efficient way to go about that. So you can use the old-fashioned map way, right? And so you can you can print off a whole bunch of, of Yahoo maps or whatever it is. And we talked about that where use, it got right? me on tour back exactly. in the day. Exactly, yeah, it's spinning in, in circles, right? So you can do it that way. Or you can take the GPS that says, here's where I need to go, here's where I am now, here's the best route to take. But then be willing to change as you go. Like you're pulling up on something and all of a sudden there was a wreck. Right, and so your GPS is going to route you around the wreck. You've got to be willing to make that change. You've got to you've got to take action on that change because if you do the same thing over and over and over, even if that same thing was working to begin with, so you're not doing something that's insane. Hey, it's working. But if you continue to do the same thing and you don't make it better, faster, more efficient, you're going to get passed up. Right? Inflation's yeah, going to go up, even if you are right. getting results. Exactly, inflation's going to go up. Somebody else is going to see what you're what you're doing, and they're going to tr- they're going to try and copy it, and they're going to do that, and then they're going to become better, faster, more efficient, right? And they're going to stay up with the market, and you're going to fall behind. And so, um, my coach JT tells me all the time, you know what what got you to a million dollars wasn't going to get you to ten million, right? So I had to be willing to change, so I changed, and. So many people think, well, I made a million dollars. So if I just replicate this for 10 years, I'm going to make $10 million. No, no you're not because inflation's going up. The market's going to change and things are going to change. You're actually going to end up being worth less than a million dollars 10 years from now if you don't do anything different. So you've got to be willing to take that GPS and then see what you're doing and take action on changing as quickly as you can to be better, faster, more efficient. Absolutely. And so you you brought that up a while ago. Okay, we've got the content. What do we do with it, right? And so we had an end goal of what we want to do. We know what it is that we want to do with it, but we got the content faster than what we were expecting to because we had a plan. We had that GPS. And so now we have to adjust our GPS. Okay, how do we build the following? How do we build um, how do we get that content out to as many people as possible? Absolutely. And, and get those people results, too. Exactly. Yeah, because, you know, results don't lie, right? You, you've got to produce results. If you're not producing results in your business, in your client's business, or whatever it is that you're doing, you're going to fall off. Absolutely. You have to have results. Results are what speak for you. And and so last week I had I had 
three clients send me videos last week because of some of the results that they were accomplishing um, over the last couple of months. And that is what I look so forward to is results. Like, and, and I, I mean, it's cliche because I, your boy, I talk uh, about, Cleburne. Oh man, that was phenomenal. He's, he's smashing He's it. talking to uh, Boone a while ago. I was uh, listening to the conversation. He's working on another um, 17, uh, 17 properties. Awesome. I love that guy. I and, haven't even met him before. Yeah. Well, have, <laughs> he'll be back up here. He was in the office last week while I was gone. Oh, so nice. I, but, but yeah, I mean, I, it's a little cliche because I talk about don't be focused on the result. Focus on the process. But the results are what's gratifying. Well, right. So when when Cleburne sent me that video and I watched it, like it almost brought tears to my eyes because it's like, dude, I have impacted. I mean, he's a single father of twice as many kids as I have. And I'm married. I have a wife that, that takes care of that. And this guy does whatever it takes. Cleburne is up early in the morning until late at night, making sure his kids have a roof over their head. They're fed. They're at school. They're learning. They're educating themselves. And then he's making himself better, faster, more efficient. And he's gone out, and in three months, um, he's he's got five properties already, 17 under contract. So by the end of I think they're going to close in the next couple of weeks. So within four months of coaching with me, getting a real estate GPS to map out his direction, he'll have 17 properties, and he will have raised over a half a million dollars. Unbelievable. He's already... Um, got commitments for him for this 17 unit deal. That's unbelievable. I mean, it's phenomenal. And so I saw that and I was like, oh my gosh, like I had an impact on his life, right? And so that's what the results do. They give you that that gratification, but the results are not your entire business, right? You've well, got to no. have a process. There's, there's always the stuff the people don't see either. Exactly. We were talking about that too. Um, with, with, the, with the branding, uh, I th- it's either Coca-Cola or Pepsi because I watch all this stuff because I- I'm artist-based. My mind works on an artist-based. So, like, I want to be creative. I want people to be having fun when they go on Pat Hilton's Instagram page. They're going to laugh. Yeah. They're, they're going to get educated. And, and they're going to be engaged. My So, intro, Cash Cast intro video. Right. That was not free. That cost me a hell of a lot of money. Yeah. Right? So, to get to get Vanilla Ice to do a video for me costs a lot of money. But I had to be willing to do that. I had to be willing, what other people aren't willing to do, to take a chance, take a risk. Absolutely. Throw the box away and say, hey, this is going to work. Let's do it. Right? Right. And, and so that's what so many people, they, they look at opportunities as a risk. Then they look at the cost of opportunities. Yep. I look at what's the benefit of this opportunity. If I don't do it, what am I missing out on? If I spend this $25,000, how much will I make? Instead of looking at it and saying, well, I don't know if I have $25,000. Can I spend the $25,000? It's going to cost me $25,000. We hired five new people this week. That's expensive. Absolutely. Right? But I don't look at how much it's going to cost me at the end of the month. I look at what can these five How's new people do How's it going to fill in my business? process? How, how, how much can we build our business with these five new people? Absolutely. Right? And so it's, it's looking at what is, what is the, the cost-benefit analysis, and, and you have to do that on anything. And, like, I make a decision quickly. Like, you were talking about this earlier. Um, you know, successful people become successful because they take action and they take their opportunities and they 
and uh, brand their opportunities, and then they look and see how quickly can this opportunity turn into revenue for us, right? Absolutely. Business is about making money. It is. It's a hard reality, but it's the truth. Yeah. And for a long time, I, you know, I'm all about the passion and the purpose, and there's nothing wrong with that, dude. But at the end of the day, Uncle G, you know I'm going to keep yeah. bringing him up because this is kind of where it started to click for me because, of course, I didn't listen to, like, my mom or dad tell me this. <laughs> right? I had to have, like, Uncle G. somebody else. Yeah, I had to have Uncle G tell me the right? same thing. And it's just like, listen, dude, we live on a monetary planet. Yeah, absolutely. We live on a monetary planet. You can't go to Whole, Whole Foods with, with mama and the baby and expect to just walk out with stuff, man. Right. I mean, Your passion's not going to pay for that. No. Money, money doesn't buy happiness, so they say. But... I it have buys been guitars, a and those are the same It buys thing. <laughs> the things that make happiness, yep. right? It buys the things that allows you to be happy. So it, it, it gives you the opportunity to go spend time with your family, to go vacation with your family. It gives you the opportunity to buy a boat if you want to have a boat or whatever it is. So yep. money may not buy happiness per se, but you have to have money to operate. Money is a vehicle. It and is. If you don't have that vehicle, it takes a lot longer to get anywhere. Anywhere. No matter what that is, right? And, you know, I mean, we were talking about taking action. And, and you know, when you come up with an idea, when you come up with a plan, how quickly can I get it to market? And then once it gets to market, then you have to change, right? So a, a executed plan is always better than a perfectly planned plan. Absolutely. Because you're never going to get to a plan is still only a plan. Exactly. You're never going to get to a perfectly planned plan because you're going to get punched in the face. Like Mike Tyson's going to hit you in the nose and then you're going to have to figure out how to adapt, right? Yep. And and so if you will take a plan and execute it, maybe that plan is only 65% complete but you execute it better, faster, more efficient, right? Yep. So look at look at the iPhone. So the iPhone came out what uh, 14 years ago, something like Blue that, people's 12, 14 minds. years ago. So blew people's minds, but it had all kinds of problems. Absolutely. But they had a plan, a, a somewhat of a plan. They implemented the plan and sold it. Once they sold it, they then took the revenue to create R&D and make it better, faster, more efficient and come out with the next one and then the next one and then the next one. And it always continues to get better. But they didn't wait for the iPhone XX to right. launch, right? Like the iPhone XX is better than the iPhone 1. But they didn't wait until they got to this level before they launched. They launched, they made money, and then they continue to get better, 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 better. Absolutely. Right? And that was what I was going to say. Uh, I think it's Coca-Cola sold like three bottles of pop or soda or whatever you want to call it in like the first like year. Like uh-huh. they were doing really poorly. <laughs> and then they were like, okay, well, our, our soda's awesome. And we know that, and it's good, but like we need to get it in front of more eyeballs. Yeah. And this is like what you're talking. How much do we need to spend to get uh, on the Green Bay Packers versus the Dallas Cowboys when they're playing in the freaking snow? And that's what they did. And then once it was in front of people's eyeballs, they spend an enormous amount of money on advertising and marketing yeah. to get that product in front of your eyeballs. So perfect example. Like you take you take two restaurants, two mom and pop restaurants in a metropolitan area or whatever, right? And so one of them, they, and they both sell steaks. One of them sells hands down, if you found the place, sells hands down the best steak. Like it is, it's better than Del Frisco's. Um, it's better than my favorite Perini Ranch. Like it is the best steak that you can have. The other one sells a mediocre steak, but they have a picture of Mel Gibson eating that steak on their wall 
and they use that as marketing material. I'm going. Well, I'm Mel going Gibson to brave probably seat. didn't even like the steak, <laughs> but because they paid Mel Gibson to come in there and do that, they're now better branded, and so they're going to be the ones that gets more turnover, right? They're going to have more opportunities. Wow, yeah. And because of because of what they were they were willing to take that action, right? They were willing to take that risk, and so you know, there's there's kind of three things that come into to being successful and and doing whatever it takes to be successful. One of them, you have to be willing to do what other people aren't willing to do so that you can have what other people aren't willing to Absolutely. have. Absolutely. Right? And so that, that example is a perfect example of that. Like you have to be willing to say, okay, this costs $25,000. So block that out of my mind and don't, don't allow that limiting belief to come in now that, oh, it's going to cost $25,000. What is it going to make me? What's the opportunity there though? And if I didn't do it, what's the opportunity cost, right? Like, if it's going to cost me $25,000 today, but it's going to make me $100,000 this month, well, obviously it's worth taking that risk. And that means that if I didn't spend the $25,000, I'm going to lose out on $100,000 worth of gross revenue and seventy five in profit. Which could like, potentially in today's day and age be the end of your business. Exactly. It can. You've got to be willing to change and adapt, right? Yep. And and so, you know, that's and that's the case with with your schedule, you have to be willing to run a schedule that other people aren't willing to run, right? You sometimes you have to do things that maybe not sound fun and it's not what you want to do, but it's what is going to build your business. It's what's going to grow your business. Or build you. Exactly. I've been getting up at 5 a.m. to work out and it sucks, dude. It does. It's like I, beating. It's not fun. Like if you watch me on Instagram, I'm always complaining. Hey, yeah, exactly. I do it on purpose because that's how I actually feel. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you're you feel like, like this, this is, is miserable. not what I want to be doing, but you know that it's better for you. Absolutely. And you had a good quote about that. You know, it may not it may not feel good, but it's better for you. Right. And it doesn't. I mean, what so feels true. the best for Ty might not be what's what, best for Ty. Exactly. It's easy to do what feels good all the time. Yeah. But let's face the facts, too. And I was listening to Andy Fursella's podcast, which is a great show. And I'm sure a lot of people who follow this listen to that because they're very um, similarly based. But it's like, dude, the good days are the are the minority. They are. No, oh, I talk about that. It's My the minority. talks about that like... You're not going to have 365 good days out of the no year. Way. Like, no way. It's not going to happen, right? And so you look for those results to come in, right? And so if you'll have 50 good days out of the year, if you'll focus on the process, focus on the process, focus on the process, and the process resent, re- renders results, 50 good results out of the year, you're going to be a millionaire. Right. right. And so now I've talked about this before. I talk about it all the time. I track my days. So I track 365 days out of the year, but then I'll write the successes down. And then one of my partners, Mac, will actually mark in our calendar, in our company calendar, the days that we hit those good days, those fantastic days that are phenomenal for the company. That's when you guys do the circle dance? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. We all dance together, right? (laughs) So... Those 50 days, we actually had 52 of them last year. Oh, wow. Right? Which is like one a week. It was one a week. And then, then after that, we started focusing, and it started being, the next time, it was, it was 50, I think it was 59. So we had one a week, and those, we noticed that it always, it kept coming on Friday. 
So we started getting super excited about Friday, right? But then we had a couple that were thrown in randomly on like middle days of the week or whatever it was. But when you start tracking that, you can go back and you can look at what was my successful days? Well, what created this successful day? Why was it successful? Maybe the yeah, day in and of itself. How did I get it to hit? Right. The day in and of itself wasn't successful, but what led up to that day? Like, here's what we did in, in our marketing for that month. Here's what we did here. Here's what we did here. And so now, if you're tracking your days, if you're tracking your results, you can go back and you can adjust your GPS. And so that's what I talk about knowing your numbers. If you don't know your numbers, then you can't track those things. So in your business, you have to track everything so that you can know where it is that you started, what your target is, you're on your GPS, right. and then you can build a better GPS for the next year. That's so funny you say that because uh, with live music booking, that was a strength of mine. When I booked tours back in the day, so I, I worked a corporate job, but then I would book my own shows mm-hmm. with like rappers and stuff in between to build my own brand. Right. And uh, I always had, well, if we're doing 30 shows, um, in the next 35 days and we're making this amount of money and, and this and this and this and this and that. And I had all those expenses all listed out on a spreadsheet that I would send to, you know, Afro man or Coolio or right. this, these people so that they had all the information going in. We knew we were going to win before we even showed up on the first oh, tour day or there was no reason for me to leave uh, St. Louis or, or Vegas or wherever I was living at the time. Absolutely. You've got to you've got to know that the results are going to happen. Right. But you can't just focus on the results without focusing on the process to get there, right? Absolutely. And so that's part of what I'm talking about, like not waiting for a perfectly planned plan to execute. Like plan it out. Here's, here's the result that I want. Yep. Here's where I'm at. Here's what I need to do to get there. Execute. Exactly. Right? And now as you're executing and you see... I watched a phenomenal um, uh, documentary this weekend. So, uh, Fire. And this happened uh, a couple of years ago. Um, so, and I just went blank and forgot the guy's name that the, was running it, but he partnered with festival, Ja Rule. The festival. Yeah, the festival, the Fire went, Festival, went right? Go. And so, what happened was he had this phenomenal idea and a phenomenal end, an end result, what he wanted to accomplish. Right. And he had where he was today. But he didn't create a plan. Like I realized in the first 15 minutes, three major issues that they were going to have. Just because my mind was sitting here thinking, like, okay, here's their end result. Like they, the beginning and you knew of the they watched it, so you were almost. I didn't know that. I didn't know oh, anything did? about it. Like I didn't know this guy. I didn't oh, know anything wow. about it. So a friend of ours. So the last, the last event that we were at was in North Carolina, Raleigh, North Carolina. So my wife was with me. Um, her best friend from college lived in Raleigh, and her husband. So they picked us up, we went home, and we watched this documentary that night. I didn't know anything about it, but they were like, oh, you're going to love this, you're an entrepreneur, you're going to love this, right? And so we start watching it, and they start pitching. The documentary starts out pitching the end result, Yeah. right? And so you see the end result, and I'm like, sweet. But then I start looking at it, and I'm like, holy cow, they're going to do this on this little tiny island. They're expecting 10,000 people to be there. There's not even 100 houses. Like, where are they going to house these people? We hadn't even gotten to that point yet, right? Like That's this is so in the first funny five that you minutes. didn't even know the story. No, yeah. That makes it and even so, better. And so then I start watching. I'm like, holy cow, like this guy's not planning anything. So he had an end result that he wanted, and then he was just throwing stuff at it to try to get to that end result with no plan in sight, right? So it would have been totally different if he would have had an end result, then said, here's the plan. And then as he was planning, he's like, oh, crap, we don't have enough housing. So then we start building on from there or something. But he had no plan. He just started selling an idea with no plan whatsoever. So you can't you you can't sell a plan with no idea, but you also can't you can't achieve a result with no results in sight 
and no plan to get you there. Yep. So you have to focus on the plan, right? And so for those 52 good days or whatever it is, you have to focus on the process. You have to focus on the process. Then you get the result. Then once you've achieved a number of results, so you've got a year of results, you look back on, okay, when we were accomplishing this, what was our end, our end right. target? Where did we start? And what did we do along the way? So now we take those results and we implement that into our business this year, year two, year three, year Absolutely. four, right? And then we continue to change and adapt based on that. Okay, here's what we did here. How can we make this better, faster, more efficient? How can we make this result better this year? Like, okay, in that example, in fire. Well, if he was able to accomplish it, maybe he was able to accomplish, um, what's the one they do in California? Uh, Coachella. Coachella. So maybe if he would have turned out and he achieved the results he was wanting and he had the next Coachella, well, what was he going to do now? Was he going to do the exact same event every year? Well, if he did, it would end up not being any better, and eventually it would start to tail off. Well, you off, definitely right? can't use that island. Right. He definitely can't do that. <laughs> I mean, and so you have to take the result that you had this time, and if you're going to do a similar event again, how can I make that event better? Yeah. But if I'm going to make the event better, I've got to adapt my, uh, my process as well and Absolutely. make it better. And so we do this in our real estate business and in all of the businesses that we have. We do the exact same process. Like, okay, here's what we here's what we want to do. Here's where we're at. Here's the process that's going to get us there. Right. Now we take that and we make it better, faster, more efficient for the next time. If we're going to do if we're going to if we're going to try to have the exact same result, but it's going to be better, well then we've got to have a better process to get us there. And we got to have a faster process. Absolutely. If it takes me eight weeks to market and get this result, well, how can I do it in six weeks? How can I do it in four weeks? How can I do it in 30 days? Exactly. Right, exactly. I like that. Yeah, and that's exactly what we're talking about with this. I mean, now that we've got our system, we've got our formula, we're, we're, we're live on the pages. Well, cool. How do we take the, the, the Facebook that we're doing and put that onto Instagram and LinkedIn and YouTube and all of these different other platforms so that we're not just in one area. Right. I think a lot of people online focus too much on one area and mm-hmm. not on, on, on the rest of, of the players on the team. But then you also mm-hmm. can't just take the same content that you did on one and put it on the other where it's the exact same message. You gotta right? You've got to be able to adapt and yep. flush it around because then your followers that are on one aren't going to want to see it on the other and vice versa and people aren't going to follow you at different and different avenues right yep. because you want to be able to give different content in different places and so you know that's the that's the first the first of three be willing to do what other people aren't willing to do the other one though is is take action you've got to take action like there's so many people have this fear of risk well fear is false evidence appearing real right yeah it's something that hasn't even happened yet you're fearing something that hasn't happened it's right here and the only reason you're fearing it is because you don't know what the result is going to be so, so then you have to step back and you have to think about how can I, how can I take action? Well, if you don't know what the result is going to be, you have to, you have to analyze the, 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 the options. Like, okay, if, if I do it, what is the, what's the best case scenario? If I, if I do this, if I do this, what's the worst case scenario? And what's the most likely scenario? If the best case scenario is... I spend $25,000 on whatever it is that I'm going to do, and I make $35,000. That's the best case scenario. But the worst case scenario is I spend $25,000, I don't make anything, and I get a, somebody sues me. Well, that's the, the, the risk analysis there is, like, I'm not going to do that. Right. Right? The, the, the opportunity there is not big enough. 
But if you look at it and the most the the the, the best case scenario is I spend twenty five thousand dollars and I make a hundred grand in a month. The worst case scenario is I spend twenty five thousand dollars and I make twenty to thirty thousand dollars. So I might lose five thousand. The most likely scenario though is I spend twenty five thousand dollars and I make fifty eight thousand dollars this month. And over the year, that $25,000 will make me a million dollars. I mean, put me in the batter's Five, box four, on three, that two, one. one, and I'm taking it, right? <laughs> yeah. And so that's the way I look at I'm everything. At I look at most likely, worst case, and best case. And I compare. And, I like then, and then I take action. And so then it's how quickly can you take action? And so how many times can you go through that scenario taking action over and over and over? And so if you take action on 100 opportunities just like that one, right? And you 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 hit you 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 get on base thirty three percent of the time, right? Like that opportunity works out thirty three percent of the time. Pretty so good. You've made you've made enough to outweigh the other seventy percent that you may have lost on. Plus, you have become very successful. Right? Absolutely. Like it's a numbers game. Business is a numbers game. So, how many times can I make a decision? How many times can I have an opportunity, make a decision on that opportunity to weed through the opportunities that have no benefit to me and get to the ones that have massive results, right? And so you, it's how quickly can you play that numbers game? Absolutely. And if you sit there and you ponder on opportunities and you can't five, four, three, two, one decide. They pass right past you. They pass right past you to somebody else who's willing to take the action. Absolutely. Right? Like be willing to take risk, be willing to fall on your face so that you can get back up and achieve the results that you're wanting to receive. Right, absolutely. And I mean, I was talking about that again on another post I made the other day when I first moved to Phoenix and I was telling people, listen, this this music and this digital marketing and this computer stuff is all going to mesh with business owners and investors and all this. I was saying that in like 2002. Right. And people were like, dude, people just figured out how to steal Limp Biscuit songs. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about, bro? And I'm like, no, you got to understand, like, the fact that people can take the file off the CD is going to change music. And eventually you'll be able to take the file off a video camera. And all this stuff will scale down. And business owners all over will have their own channels and their own shows. And you won't need NBC anymore. That's what I'm talking about. To have about. your own show. Better, and now here we are with our own show. Yeah. If you're not if you're not better, faster, more efficient, if you're not willing to implement an idea that you have and continue to grow on it, if you just do the same thing over and over, like if if all of the producers did the same thing over and over, like they would they would have ceased to exist. Right? Absolutely. But now they were able to adapt. The good ones were able to adapt, and so it's not CDs now. They have all different kinds of things. Yeah. iTunes, right? And they found a way to monetize that so that so that entertainers are still paid what they want to get paid yeah, yeah. at the end of the day because they're not selling CDs anymore, right? And Netflix took the video file and now they get paid by the exactly. streaming. All that stuff was was predictable if you were able to look at how media was changing through the technology, through the camera that we use or the microphone or the computer that we use. The technology was changing, but it was hard for people to see what the end result of that was going to be right. if they didn't have any education in how to create those files or, or you know, they they weren't like in audio or video school like I was. Exactly. And they were teaching us, listen, this is where entrepreneurship and, and business owners are going to need audio engineers and video editors like they've never needed it before in 10, 15 years from right. now. Right. And, mm -hmm. and so, and that kind of brings to the, to the, the third point is 
Like you've got to be, you've got to be willing to say no. Like I used to, I used to say yes to everything, like to absolutely everything. Oh, I know all about that. And, and <laughs> sometimes it takes saying yes to everything to get to a point to where you're successful enough to where totally. you can start saying no. Right. But if you continue to say yes to everything throughout your life, like you're going to end up, first of all, committing to things that you can't fulfill. You're going to say yes to things that you don't want to do. You're going to say yes to things that waste your time and you're never going to create value for yourself. And so when I learned to start saying no to the negative people in my life, to just get negative people out of my life and not associate with them, when I learned to start saying no to things that weren't an opportunity, but it was something that would keep me busy and maybe make a little money, right? right. So that's those things is like, you've got to go through what's the best case, what's the worst case, what's the most likely. If the most likely and the worst case are not that great and the best case is not much better, it's a waste of time. Like there's no risk benefit analysis there. Where's right? the thumb down like, on You've got to say no. <laughs> right. And you've got to start doing things that are more profitable for you. And so that was one of the biggest things in my business when I was able to start saying no to things that I used to think, oh, there's a deal, that's a deal, that's a deal, or that's an opportunity, that's an opportunity. Like, right, because they all look through. like deals they at do. first. Especially to entrepreneurs yeah. who have a little ADD in their, their right brain and they like to chase rabbits. Like, that's me, right? Yep. And so like a little shiny thing comes up and I'm like, sweet, there's an opportunity. Well, that opportunity may be an opportunity to somebody, but it may be so far out of a line for what we're doing right now and what our business is doing that it detracts from what we're doing and becomes a waste right. of time. And so I, a lot of my real estate clients, um, my real estate coaching clients have that problem. And I had it early on. Like we would be we would be doing well in, in this market. And then all of a sudden we would get a deal three states away and it was a one-off deal. We had nothing else there. And so, but it, it, it was a really good deal on paper. And so we would take it down. And then it became a detraction from what we were currently doing right. because then we had to focus brain space and time space to making sure that that deal operated functionally, right? And so then we would take our, our focus off of what we were doing really well and be focusing on that and then realize, oh, this is going to start slipping. And so we would have to come back to this. And so that became the redheaded stepchild. Right. And so, you know, the way you fix that is step back, focus on what you're good at, and, and align everything within that. Then as you start to growing, start to grow, start building your team out. And then as you build your team out, you can start focusing on other markets. And so that's how we, that's how we started branching out our markets. The most efficient way was we got really good here. We brought in a team. Okay, now we can focus on this market, a new market, bring in a team there. Now we can focus on this other market, then bring in a team there and continue right. to scale. Same thing with our businesses. Like we didn't just jump off and decide to start 12 businesses. Like well, we no. started one. We actually started two early on. And and then as those grew, we started another one and another one and another one. And now like we've got a new business idea. I had a new business idea last week and we implement, right? Like how quickly can you implement? Because if you don't implement, typically if you don't implement within 24 hours, that, that idea is going to pass and it's not going to happen. So that's why, you know, when you're waiting for that perfectly planned plan to execute, you're going to wait so long that the ideas that you had are going to go unseen and uncaptured in the idea when you go to sell. Like you that. want your, capa your, your, your compassion, you want your, your, your bigger than life personality to show through in the ideas that you launch, right? I love that. But if you wait so long, it's just going to be dull, 
Right. Also, um, and and this is I love spiking the ball in the end zone. Everybody loves to win, right? But focusing on past wins yeah. was the latest MF CEO Andy Fursell, and I was listening to it at five fifteen in yeah. the morning. Like, dude, you, a lot of of people. I'm guilty of this too. Um, celebrating past wins, man, yeah. is holding you back. Um, from that 24-hour focus that you need on the next win, man. That's exactly that already right. happened, dude. So our that, and that's a your glory days. Point. No one wants to hear about your glory days. Dude. No, no, that's a phenomenal point. So Using it football. as an example, great. Yeah, but, uh, that's yeah, perfect example. Like I play football, play football in college. We were given once I got into college, and it was more of a job. Like I mean, it was paying for college and. Um, some of the people that are there expecting to play in the NFL, like it's just totally different than high school, right? Oh, in yeah. high school, we even in high school, like my my high school coach became a college coach and very successful, and he had this same mentality. So I I learned it all along. But some of the other players, once I got into college, didn't have this same mentality ingrained into them. But you know, you celebrate your win for one night. Like That's we had what the he night says. of the win. Twenty four hours celebration. We got to celebrate. Then the next day, we actually had. So in college, we played on a Saturday night. Sunday night, we started meetings for the next opponent. Yeah. So that gave us for Saturday practice. night. Exactly. We had Saturday night all day Sunday to celebrate our win from Saturday. And then, then Sunday night, we're done. Like, don't think about what we just did. Here's our new opponent, and here's what we're focusing absolutely. on. Absolutely. Same thing in business. If you're sitting here celebrating on what you did last year, like, you're not going to be doing anything to grow your business for this year. You're yep. going to start going down. You're going to do the same thing you did last year to accomplish that last year, and it's not going to happen this year. Because it's not going to be so, as relevant. It's not, exactly. So you've got to celebrate on what you did. Boom, shut that off, and we're moving forward. New ideas, new plans, Absolutely. better, faster, more efficient. Yep. And that's got to be constant all the way through. But if you're constantly saying yes to just everything, and you can't say no, you can't get the negative people out of your life, you can't get um, the, uh, the negative opportunities or opportunities that are a distraction out of your way, then you're not going to grow to where you're capable of growing to. And <clears throat> one of the – a story that I like to utilize about that is – um, Abraham Lincoln. So Abraham Lincoln used to say, you know, if, if I was tasked with cutting down a tree, most people get tasked with cutting down a tree and they, they go get an axe and, and they start swinging, right? Got to sharpen that right? axe. Yeah, so then they spend, you've got four hours to do it. So you've got four hours to cut down a tree. They've spent, you know, three hours and they're just absolutely exhausted, worn out. Instead, you spend the first three hours sharpening that axe to where it's the absolute most sharp thing that you can imagine and it's going to cut through the tree like butter. Now you've got an hour of efficient transactional work and you cut it down. I love it. Right? And so same thing in business. If you're just celebrating on the past accomplishments and you're not changing what you're doing, you're not focusing on your plan, then you're not going to achieve the results with the effort. It's going to take way more effort than what it otherwise would have. Right. Efficiency totally is is the key. Um, the hardest worker in the room is always going to be the hardest worker in the room. That doesn't make them the most efficient That's exactly person right. in the room. Yeah. Everybody works hard. Everybody's busy. Everybody's tired. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That's a uh, phenomenal point. It's so true. So, and that was a Russell Brunson. He's yeah. Like, I remember standing in the corner with Russell after I introduced him on the stage. It was a big deal for me. Yeah. As a musician, I'm like, hey, man, how do I make what I do more, more efficient? efficient? 
Yeah. And he's like, dude, what else can you do with your gear? It's literally what we're doing today. What else can you do with the camera besides just songs? Just one thing. What else can you do with the microphone besides just Ancillary songs? Ancillary businesses. That's the same yeah. thing we've done in you our business. You could add podcasting. You could add voiceovers. You could add uh, funnels. Got to build people some click funnels, exactly. right? You know what I mean? Right. And this and that. And I'm like, wow, he's got such a great idea of how I can use the computer and the microphone and the camera and the guitar and still do all the things I love, but, but be have way more efficient. Additional income coming Way more efficient. So, I mean, that's a good point. Like, like I last week, this week, like I've, I've been up early, worked late. I was at the office last night until almost 8 o'clock, right? And so, I mean, I work harder than anyone. You're busy. Like, there's a lot of other entrepreneurs yeah. that do that. And so, over the last few weeks, we've heard some that, you know, they're going to outwork others and they're going to outwork me or whatever it is. But what I noticed that they're doing, they may be working hard, but they're doing transactional work that is very inefficient. They have put themselves like, okay, great. Like they're going to go out and they're going to go work on this project, wherever this project is, and they're going to get the floors done and they're going to get the demo done or whatever the case may be. Is it most efficient for you as the business owner to be tearing out the floors in a property that you've just purchased? Absolutely not, because that has now put you in the same category as a $10 an hour laborer that you could hire to do that job. Absolutely. Right? So do you want to be worth $10 an hour? Or do you want to go out and find five more deals to go buy and raise capital for another 10 deals or whatever the case may be? Absolutely. Right? And so I will put in 60, 80, 90 hours a week. Last week was way more than that. Like yeah. I was gone every day and working uh, 20 hours a week. Like I mean 20 hours a day. Worked 20 hours a day. Had four hours that I slept and everything else was work in between there. And yet it was more efficient work. Right. Like I created more relationships. I monetized more relationships. I looked through my numbers, had a business idea that is already being implemented and making money. And the floors are still getting done. The demo work is still getting done. I saw a picture on Boone's Instagram from like 2012 or something Mm -hmm. like that of him. Ripping out doing the floor. Labor. Exactly. Why is he going to, he's not going to be doing that seven years later. No, exactly. And if he is, then he's created a job for himself and his capacity to earn more will cap. Yep. Right. And so I talk about this all the time. Like I've had a number of, of people in my life that, that mentored me early on, but you get what you pay for. So mentors, like the thing is, is okay. It's like YouTube university, right? You can only get so much from it. Right. right. And, and so a lot of people that, that I see in small businesses have the mentality that they have to they have to touch every part of their business and they're not able to to leverage quality talent and turn that talent into a skill. So talent in and of itself is not a skill and may not may not render results. Like you can have and we've talked about this before, you can have an amazing athlete born in the Bronx and then another one that's born, you know, uh, in Harlem or whatever and and one of them does what it takes, takes a risk, and maybe pays a coach to start honing his talent into a skill. And he makes it to college. Then he makes it to the NFL. The other one may have been a better athlete, but because he did not get seen by the right person, talent doesn't always turn into skill if you don't get somebody to hone it into a skill. And turn it into a more efficient machine. Exactly. And so that's what happens in small businesses is people hire, they hire help just to get certain things done to help leverage them a little bit, but what they hire is somebody who may not be talented at their area. They may not be talented at the position that they need, and then they're not able to turn that talent into a skill. They're just hiring a body and a seat, right? And so now what you've created is 
I've got to go back and I've got to check everything that everybody does. So now I can only grow my business. Exactly. You can only grow your business as large as what you can physically touch. Whereas if you go out and you find talent and you say, okay, here's this talent. Here's what they're good at. What do I need in my business? How could that talent become a skill in my business to help my business grow? And then when it does, I, I spend whatever necessary on the education and the knowledge that they need to turn their talent into a skill. And now I can trust 90% of what they do. And maybe I just want to put my name to it at the very end and just, you know, just add the little touch that we need here or there. Or maybe it's even they get it to 100% on most of the cases. And then a couple of times I have to go in and check it. Just shine up the corn. Exactly. And so that's what major companies, you know, Amazon, Google, um, Facebook, that's what people that businesses and entrepreneurs that create a big business, that's what they've done is they've gone out and they found talent, turned that talent into a skill, and then trusted that skill to get the responsibilities done that they yeah, wanted absolutely. to get done. I guarantee you at some point, what was the example I used earlier, Coca-Cola, yeah. they have in-house marketing. Absolutely. And that gets shined up by the executives in the meeting. Exactly. Room. You don't see me. Here's these 10 different ideas. For uh, for January and February and March, exactly. Um, for from Super Bowl to you know whatever day. Here's how many we're gonna do. And what what do you guys think? Well, number five, we want to shine up that last fifteen seconds with this 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 and this. Yeah, and then that's what they do. You don't see me, Lee Boone or Mac, any of the partners on the courthouse steps buying a auction property. Like I don't need to do that. Right. I tell my team, here's what we're willing to pay for properties in this area up to this amount go do it. Right. Like there's some steps that go into that. We got about a 12 step process. Go do it. Now I don't have to be there to do that because the the auctions every month happen once a month on the first Tuesday of the month statewide. Right. So how many auctions could I show up at? Like if it's one. just me, I could show up at one. Right. Okay. If I can systematize that, I can now show up at, at all of many of them I wanted to. Right. Right. There's no reason for me to do that transactional task because I can do something that's more efficient with my time during that time, and I can have 15, 15 employees or partners out doing that job, that transactional job. Right. Because I've systematized it. Well, and it's just like, why would you sit around and learn uh, how to run the HDMI cable to the USB port and the mini yeah. HDMI to the microphone? You need to know it works and where to plug it in. Right, dude, I need you to be here at 10 o'clock on Tuesdays. Yeah, That's, yeah, <laughs> just, exactly. Like just we're be gonna here show at 10 o'clock on Tuesdays. We're going to plug this in and, and Pat's going to get this whole thing set up. Like now I don't have to set up a camera, which I don't even know how to operate. Doesn't I, matter. I know how to operate my computer, but I don't know how to operate all of the, like you've got all kinds of stuff opened up on the computer going yeah. on here. I don't know what half of those programs are. It's not your job. Doesn't need, I don't need to It's know not your that. job to know that. Exactly. And, and that's the same thing with all of our business. Like, okay, acquisitions. Well, here's our 30 different ways that we acquire property. Out of those 30 different ways, these 10 I want to focus on because these are highly efficient. Yep. So within these 10, how can I systematize them? Great. This one, this one, this one, this one, this one, it's done. Then I can add in maybe, maybe number 22 and 23. If you overlay it with number six and number seven, becomes really efficient. So oh. then I systematize it out. And so now I've got all five of our acquisitions people doing this. Yeah. Right? I like how you have the visual. Yeah. And then on dispositions, okay, here's our here's our op- opportunities for disposition, right? I don't want to wholesale everything and just mark a wholesale price on it, but I will have a going away price, right? So everything that we contract, I have full intention of taking it down myself at the end. Right. But we'll put a going away price. If we get this, it's time value of money. Right, like if I can make if I can make thirty thousand dollars four months from now, but I can make ten thousand dollars today, 
then I'll take that $10,000. If I can make 100,000 six months from now, yep. and I can make 10,000 today, I'm not gonna do that deal. I'll take the 100,000 and I'll, I'll take the deal down myself and make the 100,000. Yeah, yeah. But if that $100,000 deal and I could make 50,000 today, then I'll make 50,000 today. You, you guys plan the exit. Money. Exactly. And so then I systematize out by percentages our different exit strategies and then hand it to our disposition team and say, okay, if you get this number today, then we'll wholesale it. If you can't get this number, then we're going to take it down. When we take it down, it comes back off of the dispositions plate, comes onto operations plate. Operations runs it through, make sure all the construction is done. Everything is done efficiently. We've got a guy that acquires all of our materials. We've got a guy that runs all of the construction companies and all of the, the um, construction projects that's going. Once that's done, you know, we're 10 days from being completed. It goes back to the dispositions company. Okay, this one, I don't want to rent it out. I will do an owner finance or a retail sale. Or this one, we'll do all three. Or, you know, whatever the case may be. Right. And we hand it off, and they've got scripts for everything, and they know how to run through it because we've systematized that part of our business. That's just awesome, man. And again, it's like, even if you guys, some of you don't know anything about this, like, I don't know a lot about this kind of stuff. I've never really planned exit strategies. I'm always trying to get in right? the strategy to get in. So everything that you do There's has nothing to have an wrong exit strategy. With that. No. You, you're, the whole point of this is to teach you from square one in any business setting, even if you're not interested in real estate at all, to take your idea build it and, and profit and profit like there is it's it's a hobby if you don't have an exit strategy all you're doing is a hobby right if you have no exit strategy now i'm not saying it can only be one exit strategy you may have multiple you may your exit you may start a business and your exit strategy may be to turn this business into a 10 million dollar business exit myself out using a partner so that i can now be completely passive that's that's option goal. one Option two may be to build this business to a $10 million business and sell it all together because typically businesses that are between 2 million and 10 million are really difficult to sell because they're above being a mom and a pop to where an entrepreneur like myself can come in and buy it with creative financing type ideas, build it to a $10 million and then sell it. But a a $10 million business then is scalable and big enough at that point to sell it to um, venture capitalists and other big entrepreneurs and things like that. That's what right? I was thinking. So you want to build that business to a $10 million business. Because you're going to attract right? bigger eyes. Exactly. And so then you may, you may, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to exit myself out, but I'm going to systematize it or I'm going to sell it. So here's our plans for the exit strategy. But if you're not doing that from the beginning, what are you building to? Like, what are right. you going to get to? How can you, how can you adjust what you're doing if you don't have a target? And that's exactly what we talked right? about today with the digital marketing. How can we help you add some systems and processes exactly. so, that, so that Pat's doing this, this, and this instead of all of this? Any, any business, real estate, whether it's real estate or any business whatsoever, if it's going to be a business, it has to make money, yep. right? So how are you going to make money? Absolutely. You've got to have three steps. How am I going to make money? How am I going to profit? And how am I going to exit? What's my exit strategy in the end? What's my end goal? Where am I at today is number two. Yep. And number three is what's the process that's going to take me to the end goal? Yep. What's the GPS, right? Now you have to be able to adjust to number two and you might want to adjust number three, depending on how maybe number two got so efficient that number three can go from, I wanted this to be a $10 million business, but now it's going to be a $50 million business. Yeah, I'll right? take that. Right? And so you may adjust that along the way. But if right. you don't have those three criteria, you're not going to achieve anything. You're going to create just a hobby for yourself. Right. Right? Like a golfer. 
if a golfer wants to be a professional golfer, he doesn't get in and just decide that he's going to play golf on the weekends as a hobby. He says, this is no. my exit strategy. I'm going to make money playing golf. Well, how I am need I to win tournaments. Money? I've got to win tournaments and i got to get sponsors. Yep. So how am I going to do that? Well, i got to practice every single day and i got to practice more on my short game than I do on my long game because I'm really good at it or vice versa. And if I want this be. sponsor, then I need to get good at using this kind of club. Exactly. Exactly. Which means you got to have money to buy the clubs. Exactly. Uh, so, th again, this is all related to each other. Exactly. Even from the square one steps to the, you know, the blowout tens, it's all related. Each it little is. piece is related. And it doesn't matter. You can study success and no matter what the industry, whether mm -hmm. it's a business industry or whether it's a sports industry, doesn't matter what it is. The highly successful people do the same things throughout. Like... Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, Elon Musk, uh, Richard Branson. It doesn't matter. Elon's who they a great are. example. Yeah, when like he they've did, all done the same uh, things. I guess different. he made X amount of money on PayPal mm -hmm. and then made X amount of money on Tesla. Pay, well, PayPal then went to. Um, I think it went to the, uh, the, the, what is the SpaceX company? Yeah, right? that was what I was going to say. So he made, like boring, yeah, so but. he made all this money on PayPal, made all this money on Tesla, then took all that money and put and it, into SpaceX, it into SpaceX and then had to borrow money from somebody for rent. Exactly. Cause I've seen him say that yeah. on 60 minutes or something. Yeah. That is crazy. I had to borrow money from rent, in. but all in. he went all in, Yeah. right? Like, and that's something that I like. I study successful people, and what did they do to make them successful? He went all the they way. Were, they were willing to sacrifice short term for long term gain. And I'm not saying short term can't turn into three, four, five, six years. Like for us, when we started out our business, like I told myself that, and and Boone and I talked about it all the time. We've got a short term sacrifice for long term gain, but we didn't really understand what we were doing, and so we sacrificed for like six years because we were just sitting there doing transactional tasks over and over. Right? We didn't have an exit strategy. We didn't know what our end result for any of our businesses were. We were just doing to do, and hoping to make money, and not knowing what our numbers were. Right. You've got to have an end goal in sight. Like, okay, here's what I'm going to take this business to when it gets to here. Like, I've met the success that I needed. Maybe there's an intermediary goal. So, like, so here's the business. Here's what I ultimately want to take the business to. But when I get to this point, I'll know that I've reached the success in that business. Now, I need to continue to change and implement and continue to, to systematize things. But I've, I've achieved the results that I wanted to achieve from that business. Now the rest is just growth until we get to this exit strategy. Right. So that's what we didn't have. We were just like, okay, we want to make money doing this. Well, what does that mean? Like, okay, we were making money. And you might money, be making but money. But we weren't being successful. We had no I get measure it. to measuring it. I get it. And a measure does not need to be somebody else because each person's measure is different. Totally. Like my why, my purpose is ultimately to leave a legacy behind for my And we talked about that in right? the first episode. Somebody else's, you know, end goal might be to get to a point to where they can spend the rest of their life on a beach in, in Phuket or something like that. You know, I don't know. Right. Everybody's different, so I can't compare myself to the person who that's their end goal. Right. Right, because if, if, if I were, then I wouldn't reach my goal because I'm not going to create enough wealth and legacy to last for five generations and vice versa, right? Like he could go live on that beach in Phuket a lot quicker than having to raise enough wealth and, and properties to last for five generations if he doesn't have five generations. Well, right, they're different so, goals. Exactly. 
I get it. So I can't, you can't compare to that. You've got to compare to your goal. Here's my goal. Now I compare to that. And you can't compare to your goal if you don't know your numbers and you don't know your matrix. Yep. Beautiful. Well, uh, that should do it for today. Yeah. If you guys want to, please subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Give us a five-star review or, I mean, or don't. Follow Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, all that. We're, uh, on, uh, on, we're on all those. Just type in Ty Lasseter. Type in Pat Hilton. Um, my links now in my bios all link back to all the different shows and stuff like that. So Fantastic. you can easily find it all. We Another appreciate thing the support. that I don't know how to do. Yeah, uh, hey, that's why I'm here. Link trees. Link <laughs> trees. We'll see you guys. Thank you so much for the support. We love you. Until next time.